Hello, everybody. It's Graham Cave with another My Music. It's for those who are live and uh, contacting us through the medium of the social media right this minute. It is six o'clock on a Friday, which means that you've put your work down. But that's only if you're in the UK. Where my friend Bailey is coming from, it is now 11 o'clock on the other side of the world, which means it's coffee o'clock time. Uh, but we're going to now watch a little video. When we come back, we're going to be talking all things music, etc. Bailey is someone I've been trying to get on this for ages, um, but she's busy. And we'll find out why in a minute after this. Bailey, thanks so much for coming and talking music and all of that stuff with me this afternoon. Thank you for uh, having me. I said right at the beginning, you're busy. You are <laughs> busy. busy. Are you not? Yeah. You're, you're, busy. I, I you're, building, you're... you're busy building this little empire, right? Of yeah. You and music. And, but that takes a lot of work, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it didn't. It didn't happen overnight. Um, mm -hmm. I actually started music professionally when i was about 11 and i'm 20 now wow, wow. So, that's a lifetime already right yeah it feels like a lifetime when people are like you're so young in the business you're so fresh <laughs> been like, doing it forever. <laughs> i've been here forever um but yeah i like to stay busy um, yeah how did you get started at 11 so i i grew up on country music originally um mm. My dad was a huge Johnny Cash fan. And so he would take me to ballet lessons when I was like six. And he would sing Walk the Line to me in full song. I do you know what? I was wondering how those two things were going to go together. My dad was a big Johnny Cash fan. He took me to ballet yeah. lessons. <laughs> yeah, he would, he, would, he would sing those songs to me. And yeah. uh, that's kind of how I first originally got into country. But I just loved music as a kid. I mean, I come from a really, really small town back in Pennsylvania. And um, it just, that wasn't what people were doing. They weren't singing, they weren't really performing out. Um, and it wasn't until I got to about um, late elementary school that I really started like sinking into music that I wanted to listen to. And I kept gravitating towards like really old country, like Patsy Cline and Hank Williams and George Jones. And I would listen to it day in and day out and be in my room as soon as I got home from school singing constantly. And luckily my parents noticed and they let me kind of go into the studio and record a couple songs. And we came to Nashville and just started literally letting anyone who wanted to hear me hear me and that's kind of where the journey started for me it was pretty generic and pretty old school for nashville yeah why the why the older artists why are you a, an older soul do you feel trapped in there or is it, <laughs> what, what was it about what was it about i think so i yeah. think I, I believe in you know living many lifetimes and i think 
I'm probably on one of those because there was no reason. I The first song I ever heard that made me want to do country was Crazy by Patsy Cline. And it was because you could listen to the song and know exactly what she was trying to convey with her voice. The emotion was really strong there. And somewhere along the way, they kind of really lost that in country music. And I think it was so, so important. And that's what drew me to her. But I mean, I was 11. There was no reason I should have even been interested in that. So maybe I am an old soul. When I sit and watch you on Instagram and it's you playing your guitar and you're singing, there is a timelessness to the way that you perform. Is that yeah. part of it, do you feel? Do you think that's what you kind of tapped into as well? Because it's almost like with a lot of music, not just country music, but a lot of different genres, we've kind yeah. of sped up over time. We've kind of like, I've got to get to the end of the song. It's almost like, you know, a rush to try and get as much in as possible. It's like we live in the 30-second well, we soundbite generation of like, yeah. get the whole song in there. But, you know. Um, I studied, I mean when I was young and studying all kinds of music, I really studied it. And I studied more than just the music. I studied the way they performed. Right. And um, I could find, if once I found an artist I liked, I would find every single live video I could watch and just study, 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 because I wanted to, I just wanted to get more knowledge on who I wanted to be as an artist. And I think you kind of have to look at your influences and see what you like about them and what you don't and kind of mash it all together to become what you want to be. Um, but I do agree with these, this time in music is very 30 second clips and writing a song for TikTok. And that's not something I do. That's just not something I can do. Um, and it baffles me that people are doing it, but I understand it because that's the music business right now. Oh, do you like it in the fact, in a way, then, that you're actually messing with the algorithm, that you're actually getting people to follow you on things like Instagram? Because you've got a huge following on Instagram, and yeah. and people are, people are actually paying attention and actually giving it the time. I mean, that's that's a that's a nice feeling, I would think. Yes, I and I'm very grateful that I kind of do whatever I want to do. <laughs> social media um, and people respond well to it but I think it is because people are looking for that emotion in the music again um, and you know it when you can feel it and you know when you see something and you're like mm, that's kind of not right so do you also feel that like you know following that sort of the history of music as well that the earlier country was also closer in a way in terms of roots to blues and to, you know other stems of music as well so in a way it kind of had more of that kind of real history and and also more pain in it i guess as well well yeah i think um i mean a lot of the artists in that day were going most of their lives were tragic if you look at a lot of the artists they were living really really hard um and i don't know if it was that time period or just the way that some artists live, but they were really living those songs. And I think I've also talked to with some people where they believe, you know, all music comes from blues and soul uh, and just kind of stems outwards. So 
think well, they certainly weren't change. You know, they certainly weren't. You know, faced with the, the tough decision of which Rolex to buy that month. No, know. of course not. And <laughs> uh, it's just funny now what it's kind of turned into. I enjoy a lot of the music on the radio, uh, but to but would those artists in that day enjoy that music? I'm not so sure. Do you have any more modern? influences that that you know people that are out there at the moment that that you look to as or may, you know even maybe peers that you look to and go actually I really enjoy what you're doing so when I was younger I mean I don't know who wasn't who's my age was I was a huge Taylor Swift fan and it wasn't it wasn't that, just, name, that name gets mentioned every single time <laughs> <laughs> because she's iconic and her songwriting is incredible and just I, I've talked to a lot of people who uh, were with her in her really early stages, and she worked harder than everybody else. Um, and I think people kind of try to discredit her because, okay, well, maybe she doesn't have Whitney Houston vocals, but she has this following that she is so, so good to, and she knows how to interact with her fans. And um, Oh, she she absolutely is a workhorse. Um, she should look, you know, 50 by now. Right. Really, just for the, the effort that she's put in. And right. even right now when she's on tour, she's going, I mean, hard every single night when she was in Nashville, it rained. And I think they had to wait like four hours. She played till 2 a.m. I see people complaining because like they have to play one show. So it's just incredible what she's done in such, I, I mean, it's only been, I mean, her career has been what, 20 years now almost. Um, but it's, it's just amazing. So she's someone I look up to, but uh, artist influences like real real influences a lot of them <laughs> passed so. right. is it what is there an influence in there or something that you listen to that people would be surprised about they would go oh i, I wouldn't ever expect bailey james to say that oh well pleasure you know i went through a big big soul blues phase and i listened to a lot of donny hathaway um, I love Donny Hathaway. I actually got into him through Amy Winehouse because right. she did a cover. Yeah. did a cover of his song, and I just always liked her because she was super honest and a little bit of an asshole, and I appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she was yeah. a rebel. She yeah, was a rebel. Exactly. she yeah. was bad, but a lot of Donny Hathaway. Um, Who's someone else people wouldn't expect? I listen to, if you look at my playlist, people will be like, what's wrong with you? I was listening to the Beastie Boys yesterday. George, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. It Absolutely so... nothing wrong with that. Was that like early Beastie Boys or, or later on? Early Beastie Boys. Early Beastie Boys. I'm it from was Philly, incredibly so... red, incredibly fun, wasn't it? I mean, it really <laughs> just shook everything up. Yeah. And I, when it comes on in front of, you know, my aunts and uncles who were in that era, they go crazy. It's like they're 20 again. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Well, absolutely. Look, everybody, everybody needs music for different things in their lives. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, people don't get this sometimes that, you know, they look at an artist and they go, oh, you, you. There's no way you, you would listen to that. But it's like, oh, yeah, just, you know, sometimes I have to let my hair down. <laughs> and you know <laughs> i'm not stuck in this perpetual kind of you know and you i know, think it, i don't know listening to other music has drastically changed the way i write 
and even no, just all music in general. If you look at from when I first started to now, all the music I've made, it's like been like do 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 because I was exploring and kind of just figuring out really what I wanted to do while yeah. listening to all this music. So, is there anything that you've physically struggled with in terms of producing music? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's try i i have the vision in my head as soon as i write a song and trying to get that exactly right is so incredibly hard and sometimes i'm like well this is how it's meant to be this is how it came out this is how it's meant to be but um there's been a lot of times where i really wanted a record to sound a certain way and it didn't and there was nothing i could do about it because it was already over um and so that was kind of tough for me which i would i've kind of gotten into um, recording my own stuff because if I can record it on my own then I can have a little bit of control but that's been my I think biggest issue recording yeah. so we've got Scott watching he said uh evening Juicy you're working overtime brother yeah I, I know <laughs> this is late this is late for me I very very rarely do an interview past half five and 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 the reason Aww. being is because we've got little ones here um and one of them is is awaiting a diagnosis of ADHD and he, he gets really quiet, you know. So, but there are certain guests that I make exceptions for. There we go. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, what, what about the voice? Because your voice is just absolutely amazing. I mean, have have do you struggle to maintain that voice? Do, do you ever do you ever lose it? Do you ever you know do you so, have to give it, give it a routine every day to what? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was operatically trained. Um, so I was classically trained and, um, I think what people don't realize is that classical singers are the most technical on point singers in the entire world. No other genre can compete. Uh, they work every single day at what they do. And, uh, in my little small town in PA, there was actually an opera singer and she had toured with Pavarotti. I mean, she was world renowned. Wow. He wanted to give lessons because she was kind of over that point in her career and um so she taught me from when i was about 11 to 15 16. so you've got diaphragm to die for then oh yeah she taught me everything i know and i still you know i went through some trouble and had to like get a tonsillectomy because my throat was always inflamed and i was sick all the time and i was also singing at the same time with that um, but I've never had any damage to my voice, luckily. I'm pretty lucky in that way. And I know my limits. So Yeah. But you've got this emotion in your voice. Which I think I think that comes with I, I I've been, you know, I've gone through a lot in my life and I've had a lot happen. And I don't I don't really think I had that until that happened. And I have this theory that <laughs> When you go through something really, really tough, it kind of your voice. Um, and so that's my theory on why I get so emotional. Just because I have so much to emote to. Well, it comes over, you know, it really comes over. In, ter- in terms of the things that you, you want to write about, you do write about, mm-hmm. for anyone that hasn't tuned into your music yet just just go through some of those things what 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 is it that you're you're trying to connect with that you're trying to write about 
Well, I mean, I'm very honest about my, my own mental health struggles and, um, you know, I've had a lot of loss in my life. I lost my brother and, um, I think you can really see, I get, I get into a lot of dark stuff in my music and I try to be as light as possible with it while still being as honest as I possibly can. And you can definitely see that in the music. And I don't talk about that on a daily basis. It's not something I'm like just telling everyone. So I think when they get into my music, they can really see what I'm going through at that point in my life, especially in relationships. I love love and I love to write about love um, and heartbreak. I love all aspects of love. So love and life are the two things I really write about my music that no one would know about if they don't listen. Is music your safe space? In yeah. Life? Oh, yeah. For sure. I think uh, songwriting is therapeutic for me. And even if it's a horrible song, at least I wrote it and I got it out there. Um, so I can try to move past it. Now, look, we said right at the start, you're busy and lady, you're, you're ambitious, but how far does that ambition go? Where, where do you see yourself? And what is success to you then? Success to me? Well, I want to go as far as I possibly can with it. And it's, but yes, that's the limit for me. And I really do believe that. I think um, what you believe in yourself is what you're going to get. And so um, I want to take it as far as I possibly can for as long as I possibly can. And I have a lot of new music I've been writing that I'm very, very proud of. And I just can't wait to release it and share it with people. So we need to start booking tickets to see you with Taylor next year. Then. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I yeah. love that. Well, actually, I say that, but then again, you know, it. Where would you? Who would you love to share the stage with? Who Who would be that? You know, who's around now? Who, who do you feel would like be? the person that you know if you could open the stage with them or come up come on and share the stage with them that would be that would be the highlight i really love chris stapleton i actually saw him oh, in wow. he's he's not an entertainer but he is an amazing amazing vocalist and that makes up for the fact that he just stands there and sings um and so i think he's incredible and i would be really really honored to open up for someone like him have you worked out whether your voice goes well with Chris's voice? Have you have you tried that? <laughs> have you you know? You I, I mean, I, of... I sang a bunch of his songs, but I never know. I never know if my voice is going to blend well. I I've just recently, like in the last four years, really gotten into blending and harmonies, and I was never good at that when I was a kid. And I'm like, well, it's just not going to happen for me. But it takes time and repetition. Okay, so Chris, if you're listening, I mean, if you want to send over some stems and let's have yeah, a look it would totally be okay. Yeah, let's see, let's see where Bailey goes with it. You know, <laughs> that, that would be. In terms of your own writing, etc., you know, what do you do? What do you do to push yourself to the next level in terms of your writing all of the time? What what you know? Do you have any? any techniques in terms of things that you, you, you know, you sort of try and push yourself into doing on a regular basis to, to, to go outside of a comfort zone and push yourself forward? So honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer ever. 
<laughs> I, bet, I bet a load of people that have been on here have gone yes and i've done this and then they've actually gone that i haven't really yeah i'm i'm someone where if i don't want to write i don't write because i that's just who i am when i'm in this creative mode and it'll come for like a week or two and i'll be writing every day and i'll be writing really consistent songs and they're amazing and it's there do you do other creative things though when you're not writing yeah yeah of course yeah. i mean anything where i can create so like painting I've, I've done a bunch of that i have a bunch of artwork in my room that i've done okay. um but for me if i have to think about what i'm writing it gets really technical so I appreciate the other the other people coming in and saying being technical and saying, well, this is this and this. But me, I just want to like write it all out. And I don't try to force it when it's not there. But it probably would be good if I started to use a couple, you know, yeah. techniques. Uh, we we talked about other artists that you, you might want to collaborate with or work with or, or share the stage with. What about producers? Is there anyone that you've looked at a producer would go oh, I'd love them to to play with what I do who produced Lana Del Rey's last album I'm trying to remember so am I but it's a brilliant album isn't it isn't it is, it? It is a first I was like a Lana Del Rey fan right when she came out and I had no business listening to her stuff because I was young and it was dark and that's what I liked about it and just to see how she's kind of grown into her own thing. And I think she's really where she wants to be. It's beautiful. And she's an unconventional pop star. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like all pop, but whoever uh, produced that, I feel like did really stood an incredible. Do you love, do you love the bit right at the beginning of the, the, the last album where they get the vocal wrong and they've left it in there? Yes. And you can hear her like hitting her vape in certain parts of the song. And it's like, leaving oh, it's all in there. It is. There's a lot. There's a lot of actual background noise in there, and a lot of um, sometimes that the sort of production goes a little watery, doesn't it? Which I, I really love. It does, and I think the way that they her vocals sound are just I don't know. It's something about her vocals for me. Her vocals carry all the songs, even if the songs like some of the songs that weren't my favorites, the vocals were still there. So whatever they're doing with her vocals, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, we, we, we need to um, make sure that she's tagged in as well. Yes. Just so, you know, I, I, you can nick her producer. Um, <laughs> and, and B, you never know, maybe a, a collab with uh, Del Rey is on the cards as well. That would, that, that would be, that would be fantastic. She's what are we... What are we going to hear from Bailey James in, uh, for the rest of uh, 2023? What, what what do we expect to So I'm hoping to go in the studio in the summer, cut a few songs. I've been writing a bunch. Um, so more music for sure. Uh, that's kind of all I've been doing is writing and figuring out where I want to go because I definitely want to record an album. So that's what you can kind of expect. What would it? What would that mean to get that album out there as well? What? What? You know, a bit. I mean, from a from someone that seems like, as you say, a little bit of an old soul. I bet having physically having vinyl, right, is yeah. is quite important. It was. It's very important to me, and I've never released an album. I've always kind of 
done it the modern way and released singles, but I hate that because I think when you're writing an album, you're also trying to write songs that flow together really nicely, like a work of art. And so I appreciate that process. And um, that's kind of what I'm trying to do right now. And it's much different than what I've done before, just writing to write. So it's a challenge for me. And yeah, it's good to challenge. What's really great about it though, is that I think you've, you're developing an audience in a modern way on social media, Mm-hmm. doing it in quite a modern way but actually you're developing because you're doing it in your way not the way that everybody else thinks you've got to do it with the 30 seconds and whatever yeah you're 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 developing a big audience who will want that album when they're ready for it because actually you you you've managed to already create an audience that will sit and listen yeah and it, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it took a long, long, long time. And it was a lot of me just in the beginning answering as many people as I possibly could that would listen to my music because I would I would send it to people. I was sending my music to people um, and to see how my... When, when did you start the social media thing? How, how long has that taken? Just to give some people, you know, if any youngsters are watching and they go, right, Bailey James is it, right. Um, how how long is that actually taken? Because, you know, people need to know this stuff so that they have it an appreciation. Me, took me nine years, 10 years. Wow. To get my following to where it is on Instagram. Took me seven years to get verified. Took me, oh my gosh, so long to get verified. And then they're like, just pay to get verified now. And I'm like, it took me so, so, so long. And, you know, it was just, it was constantly persisting and doing the same thing over and over again, trying to be consistent as possible with my posts. And I think you can really see a change in um, when I really started getting into social media and really getting into what I posted because it is your image. Social media is your image now. Mm. And you have to be- I just want to say at this point, any any kids listening, right? Um, You know, those people that slide into your DMs and say, Pay me some money, I'll get you X amount of followers tomorrow. It's rubbish. Just don't true. listen, right? It just doesn't happen like that. It doesn't. Any of us, any of us who have built any kind of following on any kind of platform, it takes time. It <laughs> takes time. And I think when Sorry. I <laughs> when I started on Instagram, you know it was such a big new place and I, it was probably a lot easier back then that it, than it is now. Now it's like TikTok for me trying to navigate TikTok. Which right. Yeah. I've just started on TikTok. That's, that's my new thing. Yeah. I mean, goodness. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm old, right? It's really hard. But, hey, but look, I do grumpy really well. So I, that's where, that's where I'm going for. Like yesterday, I, I just posted, I just posted a thing on TikTok about the fact that, why the hell would anyone watch this? And that that's good, you know, that's done really well, right? Because yeah, you know, I think I think you just gotta be yourself. You have exactly. to be yourself and find your find your niche, find what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, my main platform, this is and this is going out on several platforms. My main platform uh during the day is LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, you know, I have 21,000 followers on LinkedIn. Um, it's taking time. Yeah, folks, it takes time. You don't just 
you know, turn up one morning and it's like, oh, yeah. And it does happen. I mean, for some people, they blow up on social media with one post. But the longevity of that all depends on the person. And I think when you blow up from one post, it's really easy to sit back and be like, well, I've made it. I don't have to do anything else. Yeah, but when you've worked for it and you've you've earned every single person that comes on there, those people stick with you. Yeah. Because you, you've you've worked on the relationships there to, to get it to that. Yeah, point. no, I completely agree. It's definitely and that's, that's important. A better feeling. So album, hopefully. Yes. Maybe maybe early next year. Maybe I'm so yeah. Fantastic. I don't want to rush it. I don't want to rush it. I'm because I'm really I'm in the in the process of wiping a few things off of my catalog that I'm not so proud of because we all put out things we're not proud of. It's it's the process, but um, I'm, I I don't want to rush it. I want it to kind of be what it wants to be. So so that that is an ambition for 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 the year. What what about guitar sponsorship? Because you know you've got lovely fingers. You need <laughs> you need a you need you, your picking's great, right? So you need you need a great guitar, right? I would so, appreciate that. I would yeah. Have, my my goal. I mean, I'm a I'm a Taylor girl, so. I would love a Taylor sponsorship. That would be really, really wonderful. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, on, on LinkedIn, I know Loudon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've had some conversations with him sometimes, you know, about, and he, their guitars are pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Don't yeah. Know. So, you know, look, uh, if you're watching Loudon, uh, Taylor, you know, um, whoever, anybody, anybody <laughs> that makes a guitar. Yeah. A Bailey James model would be appreciated at would some be stage. So, so appreciated. Yeah. What would you have in the what would you have um in the inlay on, on the on the neck? Would you I have you no go, idea. If you could have like a like an animal or, or um you know, or something on the actual fretboard, you know, would you I I don't know. All I know is that I want all my guitars to be red. <laughs> My favorite okay. color is red, and so the first guitar I ever got was this like red electric, and it it's yeah. a really good shape. And so I've just kind of followed that, and uh, I got a guitar this Christmas, and it was also red. So they're all red, except this little sunburst I have over here. But there you go. So it's got to be red. Yeah, it's it's absolutely got to be red. Listen, you've been an absolute star. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you for having me. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if people haven't, <laughs> people haven't found your music yet, right? If if they haven't found uh, your music, why? Um, but just in case, because <laughs> you know there are some people out there that just <laughs> listen to the radio, and that's yeah, just that's right? okay. Which is fine. No, it's not. Um, but if 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 people haven't, where's the best place to go to find? Because you've got website, mm -hmm. all of that. So tell people where to go so they can, you know. So you can find all my socials, all the links to all my music on my website at baileyjames.com or all my social media handles are Bailey James Gang. And uh, can people buy your music as well as just stream it? Yes, yes. It is on all streaming platforms. Um, if you buy it, it's greatly appreciated. If you listen to it on Spotify, that's okay, too. <laughs> it, well, it is, but I have a rule. 
<laughs> I have a rule, Bailey, and I, I, yeah. I'll tell you this. We have to told it to every other musician. If if people, if you're going to uh, just stream Bailey's music, which is absolutely fine, it's completely legal, etc. You have to buy merch. That's fair. That's very fair. It's fair, isn't it? It's a fair exchange, it right? T-shirt for listening. Okay, that's the way it works. That's I'm the currency. That's the that. that's the way that, that the world goes round. Because <laughs> if you think about it. A T-shirt's about the same sort of money as a CD. Yeah. But you don't need to have the CD if you want to have empty cupboards. Personally, I've got six and a half thousand of them. I I want to fill my, I want to insulate my house with music. Yes. But if you don't, <laughs> that's not the thing you're into. Just buy the T-shirt. Or just send Bailey some money. Oh, stop. Thank but, you, guys. Why not? <laughs> This has been the wonderful Bailey James, uh, an amazing voice, an amazing talent. Please listen to her music. Uh, if you enjoy it as much as I do, then uh, tell her, because that's the main thing. She really wants to know. Um, and do share this with your friends over the next few days as this is going around. Not for me, because as I've said a million times, I'm old. Uh, but for the artists that come on, because they're fantastically talented, unlike me, and they deserve it so do share it around everywhere this has been the wonderful bailey james on my music have a lovely weekend everybody um and stay safe out there okay bye for now